day you're gonna stop with these uh, old school Caribbean auntie sayings. A day late and a Oh, I almost, I almost, <clears throat> almost left the meeting just because that's my um, that's that's just my innate nature. Is that is that it's gonna be my... a new segment on the show? I almost no, no, left no. the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my innate instinct to leave a place that I don't want to be in. So uh, I, I apologize for that, and I didn't read what the host was uh, granting me, so I just said got it instead. So, so it was either sure. fight or flight, and you choose flight every time. Yeah, and you choose violence, and you fight every morning you wake up. So here wow. we are. So I'm fighting. Ying and yang. <laughs> Ying and yang. Rude, but maybe accurate. I don't know. I'm trying to be better. Anyway. <laughs> and oh, you know man. what's so funny? People think I'm the fighter, but I'm the lover. I'm the kind one. You know, it's so funny. That mask that everyone thinks, oh, that person's so super nice. They are the meanest motherfucker that you ever thought. Right? right, and the ones that are rude and upfront are the nicest people that you can consider. So, but no, I mean, honest. As long as I've known you, Rove, I feel like your whole like mean girl, smug face, all that stuff. I feel like that is a thing of the past. To be very honest, I've witnessed your growth, so I feel like you have to retire that. That's not you anymore. I've never been mean, even when we were younger. I've never been mean. I might be rude, I, but I've always been kind. I've been rude. I'm rude as hell. I, I, right. I think. I unfortunately, think it's as long really as we bad. Can all sync up to the rudeness, but yes, oh, kindness. I definitely. <laughs> but I was see, I was coming with a compliment, and here we go. Boom. The rudeness um, comes out, yes, because I had your back many a times in junior high school. So don't even try it. I always had your back. So no one's denying that fact. That's why I just said you rude, did. but kind. Thank you. I, I accept it. Ooh, I have oh my evolved. gosh. I was, I was waiting for the thank you. But I didn't do it for the thank you. <laughs> Man, see, That's all you I'm have to say, I'm trying to mature son. and evolve. I'm still evolving. That's okay. I'm evolving like COVID. So here we go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> too soon. Two years in. Too, <laughs> too soon. soon. Too soon. <laughs> you can't say uh, things well, like that. Yeah. Ooh, Retract oh, that right. last statement. Retraction. <laughs> Well, until another over. variant comes out, um, oh, we Lord. will keep that on the record. Sophisticated ignorance. Just slide it right in, didn't you? Nope, don't do that. Skr, skr. Queen of the block. I am evolving, okay? All right, here we go again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm welcome, Vixen J. It's your girl, um, Roby. Uh, we know it's been a while, and, you know, I, I was thinking about this. And I know that sometimes we don't announce we're taking a break, we're stepping away. But, you know, sometimes mental health and sometimes all these other things in life be life in. And sometimes we just have to take a step back. But as long as we come back, you know what I mean? Um, we, we hope that you guys at least appreciate that. For sure. And, um... You know, as as I'm going to start saying, if this is your first time here, welcome. If this is your second time here, welcome back. If this is, uh, if you've been here, then you know the vibes. And if this is your last time here, then thanks for coming. So Not the church welcomes. 
boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not church welcome. <laughs> the pastor the pulpit, welcome here. Everybody here from down the street? Anybody else here? Stand up in the pews. No, you got you, you got to talk to the people. I mean, you got to. But um, yes, but we're thank back. Thank you for everyone um, listening. Yeah, we're back in action. Yes, thank you. For, thank you for your patience. As I said, life has been lifing on both of our ends, but we have not forgotten about y'all. And yeah, I just want to talk about the latest and greatest. For sure. What you been so up we, to? Oh, everything, everything, and everything. Everything is everything. Um. You know, uh, I am happy to announce that me and my partner are officially moved into the same space, locked in. Love that for us. Ooh. Um, so that is such a great transition, and I'm just loving the fact that, you know what I mean? I get to be with my best friend every day. Ooh, how corny is that? So Wow, cute. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's corny and cute a, a little bit. It's cute and corny, and I must say, this is the fastest I've seen you evolved in a relationship. So, snaps for that. Thank you. Um, I'm proud of your growth. Um, Hopefully, I get an invite to whatever occurs in the future. I'm just putting that out there in the atmosphere and just let that dissolve. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, you'll be getting an evite more than likely. Remember evites? Oh, my gosh. The aunties used to love an Evite. Oh my Goodbye. god, my mom used to and love it. And you sound so like much. one now, an Evite. <laughs> Am I showing sure my age? Yikes. Yes. Next. Anyway, what about you? What have you been up to? How's life? Um, I've been good. You know, same old, same old. Just trying to make the best version of myself, and you know, just huddle to the streets of growing every day. Ain't shit change around here in these parts. This is giving, I don't know, schoolhouse rock. What is up with these? <laughs> like sayings of positivity. Are you saying I love like it. this? No, I love saying, it. I'm just right. I'm just saying. Every it's just day like, I'm evolving. I am evolving. That is the motto. Yes. I, I have a lot of growth. I have grown. So I am proud of that. I'm proud to speak positivity every day. And I'm proud to mature just a tiny bit every single day until someone tests you and then it's all out the window no i've been working on that as well too because i've been tested a lot yeah 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 i have been i always and you know i cut off at the head real easy and i just let you sever out and bleed but now i'm just saying i don't need to cut people off as quickly and swiftly as often as i do I can come from a place of understanding now and not try to be as harsh. You know what I mean? And that's appreciated for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But some so people for... do need to just get the cut. Yeah, but absolutely. But there's others snip. that don't need it. So, I'm Big snip girl. energy. Well, you Ooh. carry around that scissor and use it wisely. How oh, about that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ah, anyway, let's dive into uh, what's been happening lately in the world. So the world is on fire. This is today's topic. Um, <laughs> everything is crazy. Um, everything's kind of wild these days. Um, we're going to talk about Russia and Ukraine and what's going on over there. And I know the internet has been buzzing about it and 
Everyone has heard a lot of stories about what's happening, what's not happening. Some people don't know what's going on. You see a clip, you see a story. It seems like every day is something new. Um, so we kind of just wanted to quickly break down what is happening there, why it's happening. And then mm -hmm. apparently, well, not apparently, I mean, there's evidence, but all the uh, racism that has come out of this. And it's strange because it's like, of all the things you'd think, um, racism would not be at the forefront. But here we are in 2022 um, world. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, life be life in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about that real quick and just kind of, you know, get the topic off the board. Um, so... When it comes to Russia and Ukraine, some people are probably wondering, what's the relation? What's going on there? Why is there a war? Why is Russia invading Ukraine? And, um, you know, th there is a lot of reasons why it's happening. Long story short, uh, based on the research that I did about the whole issue, because me too, I wasn't really too clear about what, what was going on there. Yeah. I, I know that Russia... I know that Russia and Ukraine have a relationship, like Ukraine used to be a territory of Russia back in the day, and then they gained their independence, and Russia's never liked that ever since. Um, and yeah, by Russia, I mean Putin. Union. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, I, I know, well, I mean, we all know who we're really talking about here. Come on. The big poo and tin, right? Um, <laughs> so we, we know we know what time it is there so basically yes russia believes that ukraine shouldn't have uh, independent statehood that still belongs in, under russia's ownership right so it's kind of like if you let somebody borrow your car right or sorry actually no another analogy i want to i want to i want to yeah it's kind of like if you say yo i don't want this car anymore i'm giving it to my homeboy because or i'm letting go of the car and now i give it to you and now the car is yours right um and then, you know, a while later, it's like, yo, I need to hold that car. But then it's like, um, but this is my car that you gave to me. Or this is the car that you, like, let go. And it's like, nah, I didn't really let it go. I just let you hold it down for a little bit. Um, but I want the car back. And now I have to invade the car. I think that analogy mm. is very bad. But I mm -hmm. hope that you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, right. yeah. um, I get what you're saying. Let's stick to the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried it, and it didn't work. <laughs> We're just gonna move swiftly along before I embarrass myself. Car? What? Anyway, um, I was just trying to break it down for those who might have thought that was confusing, but I guess it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's basically the situation there. That's why Russia is. Um, having this military exercise in Ukraine, but really it's war because there's a whole bunch of violence going on. And just basically preface, Russia saying, um, just because I took off my shoes, that don't mean I want you to wear it. Ukraine all over the place. Mm, see, that's, that's another good analogy. Shoes. I hope, yeah. I hope some of y'all get that. Cause I, that, I think it made it more worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, we're not good at analogies with this, but do you just read the news? Whatever y'all y'all understand what's going on. Currently, <laughs> the current situation there is that, um, based on the news that I've read uh, recently, is that both countries have agreed to create safe corridors for people to evacuate and to allow, um, you know, supplies and things to pass through. So it's kind of like a ceasefire in a way, but it's really just like yo, like yo, we tired of fighting or we tired of 
of, you know, scrapping. Let's just give some time for people to, like, get out of the danger zones and for supplies to come in so people could be nourished. So, yeah, I mean, definitely T's and P's uh, to people in Ukraine because, you know, us here in the States, I don't think we could ever imagine, um, you know, that type of military action happening on this soil. So, you know, even us talking about it is like, yes, we could only discuss it from what we've read and what we see and what people put out there. But, you know, I don't think we will ever be in a space where we're witnessing that or experiencing that on this soil. Um, Unfortunately, the things that we are experiencing on the soil, similar to over there, is racism because racism. Um, So, you know, that unfortunately never goes away regardless of what uh, continent you're in. Uh, And... You know, when I when I first started hearing about these things, I was kind of just kind of confused and taken back because it's like, I mean, I guess I don't really know the population of of this country. So I don't really I didn't really realize that there was a heavy population of of people from different countries that were living there. Um, But now understanding that and realizing it, just kind of seeing the different stories that are coming out of it that aren't really getting, well, now, I guess with social media, they're getting much more coverage than prior. But initially when it first started, I don't think anyone was really paying attention. So for example, um, I don't know if people have seen by now, but there was footage of, or this clip of uh, a Ukraine train station and people were standing at the train station and it was a lot of people, um, a lot of residents of Ukraine that derived from Africa. And uh, those particular people were being denied access to the train to, you know, leave Ukraine. And you can see in the footage that, um, you know, certain people are being let on the train, other people are being denied, you know, women and children, and it's just a poor scene altogether, right? Uh, there was other clips of uh, people being left at the border, people being assaulted or, accounts of people being assaulted by border guards and other people being stuck in line for days and hours. And uh, the Ukrainian officials have denied all of these things, saying like, oh, no, it's not true, da-da-da. But we all know that's just, you know, one big cover-up, or not really a big cover-up, but covering up enough to the fact that people are actually witnessing and experiencing these things over there. So, I mean, especially with Times of War, I read online where... There's a lot of misinformation swirling around, so you really have to be careful of what you read and what you see and mm-hmm. and who and who is most importantly sp- sharing that information. So I think yeah. with a grain of salt to take that in as well too, because even though we see everything that's going on, we all have our own sense of judgment and we can see what is a, a blatant bias and a lot of the justifications behind some of the fitted footage that I've seen was saying, oh, they were only letting people with Ukrainian passports and documents get through first, and then mm-hmm. the second tier of whoever's there can go through. And my initial reaction was, if somebody who is black, born in Ukraine, have a Ukraine passport, and have every documentation to say, I am Ukrainian, still tries to go through the borders, they would be deflected as well too. So why is that still a problem if this is a born and bred Ukrainian black person or family or whoever? You know what I mean? So uh, 
a lot of people are saying, oh, that's not true. It's not this and it's not that. But then when other factors are into play, it's like, so what is the real truth? What are we mm-hmm. seeing? Are we just getting uh, a, a certain type of news caliber that's being shown in the U.S.? Are we just being tunnel visioned about what's really going on? Is there a, another story that we don't know? You know, and everything's just up in the air. And to not even a dive into the whole conspiracy theories, it's so many different stories out there, different news platforms. There's no one that you can really say, hey, is this what's really going on right now in Ukraine? And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, just like, what's true? What's real? What's fake news? What's, what, you know? Right. And in, in, in that regard, right, I mean, <clears throat> for example, have you heard of the story of the the foreign students that were stranded in Ukraine. Did you hear about that? How, um, for example, there was one story about it, like a Nigerian doctor who was stuck in, po- in the Poland-Ukraine border and it went for about like two days and Ukrainian people weren't allowing him to leave. And there's other stories very similar to that where people have been stuck for days. I heard, I did hear about people trying to um, get out through Poland and um, they have to they had to go through those channels. So... You know, you're hearing all these stories and the fact that it is getting traction means that these things are actually happening. But once again, based on the outlets and based on, you know, where you're getting that information from, it's either, you know, just dismissed altogether. It's not being reported. And even these news outlets, how they're describing what's happening over there has been riddled with a sense of racism in it, too. Um, There was that one clip where uh, the reporter he was talking to the other person and he was giving the account of how, you know, European people with blue eyes and blonde hair are being killed. Right. And it's just like, why, why are those descriptive? <laughs> like I've never heard anyone yeah, describe, yeah. describe the people who are the casualties by the specific features. That that's weird to me. I've never, I never heard of that. So, I mean, you have all these examples of, of that. And, once again but that's like not even something new not to cut you off but mm-hmm. when i went over into uh eastern europe i went on my medical mission trip oh yes there. you are you are a correspondent at the time i am not a correspondent I'm a medical correspondent in the you, field you you understand what it's like because i went there i had you know black girls we travel we wear our braids we got our braids in and i think when I went, and specifically Romania, I think I was the first black person that uh, these people have ever seen, like, in real life. Like, you know, you see them on magazines, pictures, um, TV, you know, but it's still a mystery to a lot of places in Eastern Europe where there are people who have never seen a black person. I felt like an unknown celebrity there. They wanted to touch my hair. They would ask me to get off the tour bus that I'm touring to take pictures of me. So when I hear about that and I'm like, okay, there is an upliftment of black people. Because I didn't feel any racist vibes. I just felt like, wow, I'm, I'm this new this new shiny toy that they've never seen before. Now when I'm in that element, now mm-hmm. I'm in that element. No, I didn't get it from them. I'm just saying on, on a personal level. I, there might be somebody who has some kind of racist ties behind them in Eastern Europe. I'm not denying that. But the people that I've interacted with personally, 
there wasn't any type because you know we were in the medical field we we conversed we spoke and then they were curious about oh how did you do your braids or how did Mm -hmm. this happen or what do you do so it wasn't a place of racism but a place of curiosity when i've experienced that and then i hear on the flip side that they're denying people from safety to cross the border that's when my mind goes into a series of conflicted thoughts i'm like all right you're so intrigued by everything about black culture but you won't let black people be safe Mm, yeah that is definitely a wild catch 22 and especially once again with the overlooming essence of war so to speak i mean i I can imagine that the country is giving priority to those that are of, I guess, natural blood. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing and I can think of. That's everywhere. When it comes, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is everywhere. Is it everywhere though? Yeah, if you are a nationalist from that country, you get priority anywhere. Look, even Grenadians in Grenada mm-hmm. get priority. Right, but respe- respectfully so. But this is war. Like this, like people are getting killed. This is not on some yo. You're getting your passport first, right? You know, all people from this country to the front of the line. You know what I'm saying? This that, is like everyone needs to get out of the, of the area. In an ideal world, that, that, that'll happen. But mm-hmm. we don't live in anything remotely ideal. I, ideal. And then, you know what's the wild part? <laughs> um, your, your president, Joe Byron, um, he's out here <laughs> slapping sanctions on Russia and thinking like, oh, these sanctions are going to oh, do something. You think Putin cares about the sanctions, son? I, I, spoiler alert, he doesn't. That man don't care about nothing. He is he is 10 toes down and, and 15 cannons up. Listen, if Biden watched, and I mean, I mean this with the utmost respect, if he only watched at least one SVU episode with a Russian gang or a Russian mob from wow. Brooklyn... He would know how to move accordingly. <laughs> no, honestly, and this is just like basic survival skills that you learn. Like, how does he not know? Like, <laughs> it's not going to do it. That's a slap on the wrist. Like, what? Yes. Not even a hard, a hard slap. <laughs> Law and order is pretty much the world just in a microcosm. But um, nonetheless, I mean, it's. You know, I mean, people are treating the situation, you know, whereas like you, you want people want to get involved, but they don't want to get involved because the relationship and all that stuff. But unfortunately, that we have other people, foreign people, um, who are being affected by this, you know, and you know, especially when it comes to the media, you know, I'm always concerned about how the media treats certain stories and situations. So just the fact that, you know, um, you know, the coverage of people or at least the, cov- the coverage of people who are not of that country uh, are being denied. Um, you know, what I think is, or what I feel is like, is it easy to feel sympathy for what's happening over there, knowing that these offenses are taking place? You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, yes, everyone's like, oh my gosh, peace to Ukraine, you know, let's think about the Ukraine people. But um, realistically, it's like, yo, if this wasn't happening, would be... If if the war wasn't happening, would the underlying seeds of racism still be there? And I think the answer is yes. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Because it's like, I think now it's just bubbling because there's an emergency. Anything with an emergency. 
um, you know, these type of things kind of emerge. So the fact that we're now witnessing or we're now hearing these stories and people are shocked, it's like, "Mm, should we be shocked though? Because we never, I mean, before any of this was happening, were were we, as in people in the States here, were we really checking for Ukraine? Yeah, that's true. Really? I mean, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying where it comes to that sympathy. You know, is it, is it real? I mean, should we be feeling something? Is it just like we're far removed? So it was like, yeah, it sucks, but damn, all we can do is watch. Like, what do you think? I I think the latter, because right now we're, everybody's really just sitting on, their hands or biting their nails or anticipating of what is going to be the next move and where our world is going to go because if anything goes down with NATO, you know WW3. And you know what? We don't take anything seriously. No, we don't. Nothing seriously. Everybody's joking. Oh, I have this citizenship here. I can't be uh, drafted for the war and all this jazz. And I'm like, this could be a real thing. Like mm-hmm. we watched, we watch every movie, every historical movie, and we might be living in a, a time where we would see war, and this is how it starts. Yeah, slowly, but the 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 thing is, you know, uh, unlike the past wars, right? I mean, any type of war. There was a war in Afghanistan, and we lived through that in a social media age. So even the way that was being portrayed. Eh. It's not as as bad now. It wasn't as worry as social media e, not worry. <laughs> I'm just social saying, media no. e. The war is terrible, but now that everyone has a soapbox and everyone has a platform, it is becoming more and more desensitized in a sense. But. It- Correct. But even as I was just joking about it, realistically, kind of going back to that that statement that the reporter talked about European people. And there was other news outlets that were pretty much making it seem like, yo, this is Ukraine. Stuff like this doesn't happen here. It happens in the Middle East. It happens in Syria and all these things. Like, that's where you expect the bombings. That's where you expect all these Mm. things. So even that baked in racism, it kind of goes back to what what we witness or how we experience these coverages of war right so like for example in the middle east knowing how volatile it is over there when we hear stories about oh yes there's been a bombing in you know x area over there then it's just like oh okay yeah we expect that because that's the middle east you know i mean they wilding over there but when we're hearing about it in russia which is more quote unquote sovereign country then it's like whoa shock surprise this shouldn't be happening in a place like this you know what I mean? So even that just, even our conditioned notions of, you know, how war is portrayed in different places has been seeped into us through news and through these media outlets. So, you know, the way that they're kind of, I mean, granted, yes, it's definitely something to be <clears throat> like expounded on or shared a lot, but just the way that these two different quote unquote wars are being portrayed um, is also telling as well, right? <clears throat> so um, I think we really need to be careful how, or really be careful how we consume the type of news, or at least the type of reports that we're seeing, but also understand that there are differences based on you know how it's being covered. And 
<clears throat> Shout out to Janice, um, my friend Janice, um, Dr. Janice Gassum. She's uh, she's um, she's the person that wrote this article called "Pervasiveness and Racism in Media," and she was talking about just what I was talking about before, how like racism is baked into how these things are covered, and I just feel like, you know, we don't we don't really see, we don't really catch on it. Because we're so caught up with the sens sensationalism of the event, and we don't really take a step back and realize, wait a minute, this is being covered differently, or oh, the type of information that's being put out there versus firsthand accounts are completely vast, and I feel like that's what carves us to um, see things differently. So most of the stuff that I saw was either from like Twitter and all these things, and I trust Twitter as a news source, not on not the freaking. Oh, news alert, <laughs> lightning bolt bullshit. I'm talking about like actual people, like cell phone footage, because you know what I'm saying? That, that's stuff that can't be manipulated. Those are things that, well, mm, depending, but for the most part, firsthand accounts from, from people online um, are usually not manipulated in a way where there's a slant or there's a spin, you know? And I think that's really important for, for us as people on social media or at least people that consume media to really uh, watch out for. I yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what needs to be done? Like, who needs to address the racism happening over there? Like, is it... I mean, we clearly can't count on these major media outlets. So, who do, who do we it's count on? It's sad like, that in the midst of war, off the tail end of Black History Month, we still have to attack the root cause of racism. And for, I don't know about you, I am tired. I am tired of trying to defend myself because of my skin color. And now here we are, where people can potentially lose lives and there's still not any type of accountability for it. There's still not a type of safe space or some type of person or organization that can say hey you're being unfair in a t in the midst of a global you know almost warfare you know what i mean why is and that? on top of that we're we're in the midst of a pandemic let's just sprinkle oh, that little cherry on top sorry i was evolving like covid i almost forgot we still have covid <laughs> what the hell Big COVID like energy. it is so it's multi-layered it's so many uh parameters behind this and at the end of the day racism still is a a topic and ugh, the I'm longest exhausted. war the, the longest war that has been raging for centuries is is the war on race so i mean realistically um you know people talk about the big major world wars and all these things the race war has actually been going on for quite some time and this is just one example of how it's being portrayed or how it's being um, carried out. So, I mean, at the, at the ultimate end of the day, like, you know, I, I feel like if you are a person who consumes the news and stuff like that, I'm not telling people how to feel. Like, for example, I have, I know people who are like deeply affected by what's happening over there, like coworkers and other stuff like that. So I definitely empathize with them and I'm never going to sit here and say, oh, don't feel away about what's going on over there. But also realize that there are layers to this cake and some of those layers are not exactly fresh. 
And this is an example of things that we have to look in look at, especially when it comes to wartime, where it's not just about the bombs and the freaking missiles. It's also about the people on the ground who are being affected. And the people who are currently being affected on a really fucked up level is the black people over there. So my thoughts are my thoughts are with them. Because, you know, no one should be dealing, no one should have to deal with a level of discrimination during a very volatile situation and be at risk of harm. No one at all. Uh, so my thoughts are out. My thoughts go out to them. I hope that they're safe. I hope that, you know, things certainly don't escalate more over there. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all going to do our best to like pay attention to what's going on but also it's okay if you may just be like yo just another tuesday i ain't got the energy or time to consume this because realistically it's just once again this is a triple multi-layered cake that this whole ukraine thing is just another part of it so uh don't beat yourself up if you're not in the know you know what i mean like it took a lot for me to just do enough research to understand what's going on and to uh, acknowledge the fact that this is um, something that has been going on and happening in the past couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I just urge everyone listening to, you know, it's great to stay informed, but don't don't feel like you have to necessarily bend over backwards if this is something that you're not passionate about or if this is just something that doesn't affect your day-to-day. Because realistically, it doesn't affect our day-to-day. Right. Yeah. And we have the privilege of saying that because we're not over there. And we have the privilege of saying that because of where we live geographically. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I just don't want people to feel bad about that. Um, as I said, if you know somebody that's that has family over there or if you know people on the ground over there, definitely, you know, do your best to support and whatever the case may be. But for everyone else who's just once again, just receivers of this event, just do your best to to compress it uh, the best way you can. That's pretty much my advice. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, if all else fails, just say a silent prayer for everybody going through it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I know I had a couple of co-workers and some colleagues of mine, um, a, a foreign medical graduate from Russia who works as a nurse, um, she, I know she was, um, going through it because her family is, are still there. And I had a, uh, coworker of mine who also has family from Croatia, but her husband, uh, had Ukrainian family members as well too. So they're going through it as well too. And even though, you know, black people, we are suffering racism, they are, there's mm-hmm. ties of mini racism in between the European countries as well, too, because even right. between Croatia and, like, Ukraine, there's still, like, some kind of discord between certain families in regards to that. But that's a whole other scenario of segregation between uh, uh, European countries. But if all else fails, I just say, you know, you are my thoughts and prayers. I hope everything Tease works out well with you and your family. And <laughs> make sure that, you know, you contact them, FaceTime them make sure everybody's okay and the most important thing and i'm big on that it's just having a safe space yeah ultimately yeah we we certainly wish that everyone is safe regardless but especially for those who are unfortunately um suffering through uh discrimination over there and is being denied access to safety and and asylum and all these things just as i said i really hope that you know things kind of turn out for the best because 
I I can't even begin to begin to imagine, you know, what that even feels like, you know, especially, as I said, being in a somewhat foreign country to your own and navigating that. So I just hope everyone's safe, son. Just another crazy day in the crazy world. (laughs) It's 2022. You know that, right? No, it's 2020. You. You no, no, remember no. that, it's sis. It's 2022. <laughs> it's 2020 all over again. That's what I'm trying to hint at. Oh, oh, I, I see what you did there. I yeah. see what you did yeah. with the wordplay. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. Uh, mm, Two double O. Yep, yep. <laughs> you clever. Yep. yep. It's Ooh. the makings. It's, listen, wasn't it around March it started happening? Uh-uh, uh-uh. History repeats itself. Hello. <laughs> So you think every March some crazy shit's gonna go down? No, only in twenty twenty two because it's clearly twenty twenty two, only mm. this year. Then we're gonna have a rebirth during the odd year, and then boom, we back in action. Yikes. That's my prediction. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, <laughs> forecast. <laughs> oh, make sure to carry an umbrella. <laughs> Because the shit is going to rain. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, all to lighter things. Um, so we're, we are, we've been working behind the scenes to improve the show and just improve the experience for you guys. So we're going to try some new things, see how it works. Hope you guys receive it, enjoy it. So we got some segments that we want to uh, shoot your way. We did try one or start one in the past couple episodes, but I'm going to bring it back. So, Rovi, Miss Queen of the Block, do we have another Do another addition to our list? Well, you know, thanks for listening to Rovi's Queen of the Block list. Um, my block list uh, is for a, for an, a particular item, um, namely the I-95. If nobody knows what the I-95 is, it's the Interstate 95. It is the longest interstate on the easternmost border of the continental United States of America. Okay? The I-95 goes from Maine to Florida. Right? It is 1,908 miles. Which is equivalent to 10 million 740,000 feet, right? The longest strip is guess where? What state? I'm going to ask you. This is a trick What do you think? You're going to say What Florida. state has the longest? Yes, yes. Florida has <laughs> the longest strip Florida. of the I-95, <laughs> which is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. There are... There are at least three crashes every day in each state the I-95 goes through every day. Now, Mm. I don't know about you, but particularly in Florida, the 95 is always backed up. 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 9 p.m., back again to 12 a.m., Three o'clock in the morning, you will find traffic on a little chunk of the 95. I want to block the 95 on my list because I am tired of getting on the 95 and just chipping in traffic. 
Now I know traffic in New York, LA, everywhere else is bad. But in Florida, which has the longest strip of the 95, there is no means to get out. You want to go one place, you better go down the side roads or the back street alleys. I don't know mm. if anybody else experiences the 95. I know I have certain friends up north who take it with the George Washington Bridge or trying to go to Connecticut. Sometimes their commute lasts from 20 minutes to two hours just to go from one exit to the next. And that's usually because people can't drive. I don't know where they get the license from, but yeah. people cannot mm-hmm. drive. <laughs> Today, I was driving home and somebody had their left indicator on and they turned right three lanes across the 95. Not a care in the world. Just push their way through. Mm. I saw... <laughs> good sound effects. I saw somebody <laughs> make a full stop in the middle lane to merge to the left lane, which is the fast lane. And they went 10 miles below the speed limit. So all of these nuances build up into more traffic. Then don't forget the road work, the accidents, the cops. When the cops come, everybody drives at 50 miles an hour on a 75 mile per hour highway. And then we just backed up for the whole trip. And guess what? I'm not paying extra to go through um, the express lane. And if I do... It's uh, the HOV lane, so I don't have nobody else in my car, but I'm still driving when I'm late, and they could catch me if I, if they can. I haven't got caught yet, <laughs> knock on wood, but they could catch me if they can. I heard the tickets is uh, Habuku money. I'm not trying to pay that. I'm going to fight it. Yikes. <laughs> but I'm blocking the I-95 uh, this week. Uh, I don't know how anybody else feels. Anybody on the East Coast, anybody else? wants to chime in and say what's the worst highway to drive in the United States. But I think the 95 needs to, to be blocked, and I'm blocking it. I'm probably going to find every side street that I can move and shake through. It'll be fast and furious on North Miami Avenue for me. <laughs> there it is. Wow. So for all of you drivers out there, I know. Yeah, you don't, you don't get to experience that. You still get to take the good old train. You know what? I haven't. You get I a mean, lot of showtime. So <laughs> no, no, no. I have I can't even tell you the last time I've been on a train. So I have not experienced Ooh, um, show showtime COVID edition in quite some time. Um, I don't know what that's like, and I don't want to. So there. Even there's I experienced showtime during COVID. That's terrible. Yeah, yikes! <laughs> well, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only the only showtime I want to experience is on my TV. And speaking of TV, um, I'm going to hit y'all with the binge of the week of what you guys should be watching or listening to or or experiencing. Um, uh, My binge for this week is y'all need to watch this show called Servant. It is on Apple TV. Now, I'm a bougie bitch, so I have every streaming platform, but... Oh, Ooh, Apple. let me hit you right. up for um, your, uh, your passwords let's, afterwards because I got to watch it too. We're moving hey. swiftly along. So, we, um, <laughs> we are friends, right? We're friends, right? Moving let me hear swiftly about this show. along. Um, <laughs> Servant is, is a wild show about this nanny who um, this family adopts to take care of their kid. But then you find out some wild shit about the kid and it's... It's just like every episode is just like a mind fuck. And um, it's three seasons in so far. 
um, stars a whole bunch of crazy white people. It even has um, the actor who played Ron Weasley in Harry Potter. I don't remember his name, but he's in that show too. And um, there's a whole bunch of cussing. There's a whole bunch of witchery and cultiness. And yeah, mm. you should definitely check it out. It is. And they made it three like, seasons and I didn't hear about it? Well, Apple TV. Well, I know they, who to hit up. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> you're a local cable provider. Oh, but <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man, that's funny. Anyway, so yeah, that's the show I suggest y'all watch, Servant. It's really good stuff. I'm glad you didn't do any spoilers, because I know you love no. to binge. Oh, I, I, I don't do spoilers, no, not at all. I do my best yeah, to catch TV Yeah, but you binge all the shows. I do my best. I mean, I'll be busy, but when I get some downtime. I'm terrible. My, my friends get on me on that all the time. See, I am a savor the moment. I like to taste and see and let it marinate in my mouth. And some people just like to run it through like a choo-choo train. <laughs> Are you talking about steak? I, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Are we talking about food? What, what's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> oh, I said they run through it like a choo-choo train. It, it came out so bad. It's you making you laugh for me. <laughs> oh man! It came out um, bad. Do we do we want to? So let's 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 end off the show with with a high note. So back to you, Rovi, and um, yeah, explain to to the people uh, what this is. Uh, so I have a couple of rovisms on Twitter. I usually try to, uh, put out some words of affirmations for myself for the day. And, you know, I'm on this journey of mindfulness and peaceful and taking hour long meditation. So I wanted to share that with you guys on this platform. And if that inspires someone, Hey, it makes my day. And it hopefully I think it makes that's your amazing. day. Let's go for okay. it. So my rovism today is to reserve your time and spirit for those who make you feel at ease. And I think this correlates well, especially with trying to find a safe space. And it just goes back into our topic. Everybody Mm -hmm. just wants to feel like they're at home, you know. Word. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. Sometimes I'll be coming up with some good stuff, you know. Not sometimes. I'll be evolution. on Twitter. I'll be following you on the tweets. You, you be. You Wait, be I, did, I, didn't, I didn't block you yet. I didn't Excuse block me? you on Twitter yet. Wowzer! You can't. You can't for the year. It's just March. <laughs> There's no year. Yet. I feel like I feel like I block you every other day, but that's All just right. the relationship well, we have. It's probably in your head. Let's 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 stay in your head. <laughs> I will never block you, friend. Wait. You don't think that I block you? Oh, no. I know you have. I'm not saying you haven't. All I'm saying is currently, let's keep that thought of blocking me in your head and not on the keyboard. That would make my heart smile. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am I'm not naive. I'm evolving my block list. Ooh, don't, don't be naive. But at least I'm honest with you and let you know when you're being blocked. Of course. Respectfully. Uh, I'm, sure. I've more yeah. than likely done something. I'm very respectful with that. I, I'm more than likely have done something blackworthy, so it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Walk, walking away emoji. <laughs> you stealing my emoji too? God, that, that, that. Yo, 
all you want to, but the sauce is never going to taste the same. All right? See these auntie sayings. You and these auntie sayings, I swear. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be that rich auntie, okay? All right. One, one dollar bill at a time. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, make sure if you want to catch us, catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, and all the other podcast plat- podcast platforms. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media, respectfully, our social media websites. And also, if you want to ask a question or you know want to be a guest on the show, make sure to email, email us at sophigpodcast at gmail.com. And we uh, will make sure to set you up. Yeah. So th- that is it for the week. Hope you guys have a great week. Despite all the craziness happening, uh, stay safe, stay black, and stay blessed. Signing off. Say goodbye, Ruby. Bye, Ruby.